is east of the Rockies, and you're listening to AM 1500 KSTP. Desert and the great American Southwest, I bid you all good evening or good morning, as the case may be, across all these many prolific time zones from the Hawaiian and Tijuana chains and who knows what all else in the Pacific, eastward over flyover country to the Caribbean and the U.S. Virgin Islands, south into South America, north to the Pole and Canada on the way. Somebody wanted me to mention that. Good morning, everybody. From the high desert, this is Coast to Coast AM, and I'm Art Bell. Great to be here tonight. There is literally nothing of any substantial news to talk about, and so we're not. Uh, I will roll past some of it and give you an idea of what is there, the slim pickings, and then we will see what kind of trouble we can get into with open lines. So we'll just do open lines tonight. And I intentionally picked a night when there wasn't very much to talk about. <laughs> we, of course, uh, broke some records last night on the net in terms of uh, hits. And had quite an extravaganza in the first two hours from Phoenix. Uh, I believe the first time that we have ever done, anybody's done anything quite like that. We had split screen up uh, with a national broadcast. Uh, so you could actually see what was occurring in Phoenix and here at the same time. Nevertheless, I got email today from a guy who said, your so-called show with Richard and Francis and all the rest, and all those electronic sounds you used to make it sound like they were in Arizona, well, it was the best laugh I've had in a long time. <laughs> Whoever it is, they simply did not believe that we really did the program last night as we did it. And there's no way to convince them, so I guess we'll just leave that there. Um, Gianni Varachi is dead. He was a fashion designer in Miami. The FBI and now Miami police have named alleged serial killer uh, Andrew Kunanen as their only suspect, and they have quite a bit of evidence pointed in his direction. Um, and they're looking hard for him now. He was shot twice in the head in what first appeared to be an absolutely senseless uh, murder, but, and probably is, in a sense. In other words, uh, if this is a serial killer who has done this, it is, it is uh, to most of us, senseless uh, in some twisted, you know, unknown way. I'm sure this man had motive uh, in his own mind for what he did. May have been related to homosexual things one way or the other. I don't know. We'll see. But tragedy was just uh, on the way out to get a newspaper, and I guess on the way back in, actually, from having his one little routine of getting a newspaper, and he was shot in the head once and then hit the ground and shot in the head twice, and the killer literally walked away. It looks as though our American astronaut, uh, Michael Fole, may be required uh, to do emergency duty to fix Mir. The commander of the Russian space station is having heart trouble. And he says, or is suggesting to the ground controllers in Russia, that he is not up to the job and is can't do it. And so the Russians have asked 
NASA if Michael Fall uh, could be uh, pressed into emergency service. And it's going to be a very dangerous spacewalk into a very dark, packed uh, area in a pressure suit where there may be jagged edges and great danger. So everybody's thinking real hard about that one. The Mars rover is now back on track again after once again having its computer reset. Um, that, that's occurred now, I believe, three times. And uh, it may continue to occur. They're saying now that little six-wheeled rover that could may operate on the Martian surface uh, indefinitely, virtually indefinitely. Sending back image and analysis of rock after rock after rock. And so far, uh, what we basically have discerned is, uh, with regard to where they have landed on Mars, that there are red rocks there. And I really don't know what else we've discerned. Red rocks are. And maybe some of you are able to discern a benefit uh, from having landed where they have landed that extends beyond the fact that they have discovered rocks. But I have not yet discerned it, so we found rocks, red rocks. And uh, I that could have been guessed on before we uh, ever left Earth. While NASA is enjoying a highly successful robot mission to Mars, U.S. researchers say that a manned flight there remains in the realm of science fiction. A National Research Council study released today says that major technology breakthroughs are needed before the first human ever steps on Mars. Study says sending a crew to Mars would take almost two years round trip. Ooh, it's a long time. And it would be difficult and costly to stock or replenish the necessary food, water, and oxygen. And that, folks, is just to get to uh, Mars the closest planet. So if we're ever going to be serious about going elsewhere, there's going to have to be a better way uh, than conventional uh, solid or liquid-fueled rockets. And uh, the relatively slow speeds, obviously uh, we'd have to strain in more ways than one and have technological breakthroughs to get man uh, to the closest planet. So there's got to be a better way, and I think eventually there is going to be a better way. Whitewater prosecutor Kenneth Starr has declared that uh, the Foster suicide was a suicide. USA Radio News during the break at the top of this hour just reported that North Korean soldiers and South Korean soldiers have been trading shots uh, into and across the DMZ, uh, USA Radio News saying that North Korean soldiers apparently have been crossing into the DMZ, not mass, but some of them, and shots are being fired. And, of course, the Korean situation is liable uh, to blow up at just about any moment. A man who was pronounced dead, this is from Cairo, Egypt, regained consciousness after spending 12 hours in a morgue refrigerator and began shouting for help. <laughs> Say what? 12 hours in a morgue refrigerator, and he woke up. 
began shouting for help. Upon discovering the man alive, a paramedic collapsed in shock and died. This is from the Delhi Al-Akbar. It was the cold of the refrigerator that revived this man uh, inside the coffin where he was placed after being declared dead in a hospital uh, 65 miles northwest of Cairo. Said he, quote, I opened my eyes but couldn't see anything. I moved my hands and pushed the coffin's lid to find myself among the dead. He shouted in vain for help, the report said. Eventually, three hospital aides who had come to remove his body found him alive. One of those employees fell over dead. <sighs> Unbelievable. So I guess they better check more carefully on those they bring in and declare as dead. That was the Associated Press, by the way, that reported that. Uh, you may recall um, a difficulty at Hanford in Washington State. And do you remember at the time of the release, uh, excuse me, of the incident, the explosion, they said there is absolutely no, there was no release of any sort of uh, radiation? Well... Seattle media reported, indeed, there was an explosion and a release of plutonium, albeit a small one, at Hanford in Washington State. I told you, and this is yet another example of the fact that they do not tell you everything. They simply don't tell you. Uh, when it occurs, when nuclear accidents of one sort or another occur, they inevitably deny Everything. It seems to be the way they operate. And uh, this obviously was not a big release, but there was a release of plutonium. And at the time they said no, and I said, you mark my words. Uh, you're going to find later on uh, that there was, and sure enough, here we are. There was. Here is a Darwin Award candidate. A man apparently trying to bungee jump off a railroad trestle. Uh, hit the ground and died Saturday because the cords he used were too long. Eric Barcia, 22, had a number of bungee cords. Now, this is stupid to begin with. Stretchy little ropes with hooks on each end. You've seen the metal hooks, which he therefore connected with tape, police said, so they wouldn't unhook. One end was tied to his feet, and the other edge uh, end to the uh, bridge trestle. Um, besides the fact that when you use a bungee cord, I think it's ill-advised to use the little ones you buy in the store with the metal hooks on the end. Bad idea, right? He also did not properly measure the distance from the railroad trestle down uh, to the ground. And so when he jumped, obviously um, he hit the ground before there was any bungee action whatsoever to bounce him and return him. Uh, his mother said that uh, she does not understand it. He got good grades in school and was responsible at work. But apparently uh, 
is not uh, is not really able to uh, uh, discern uh, distances uh, very well. And uh, besides, it's hard for me. Can you imagine somebody going out? You know, those are grocery store bungee cords, the ones with a little metal hook on the end where you hook one to the other. I use them to hold antenna feed lines away from my tower. And uh, they regularly absorb too much desert sun and snap all by themselves. But to imagine a human being trying to be held above the ground after a jump by these is really too much. Anyway, Darwin Awards are generally uh, given to those people who do the gene pool, some sort of collective favor, by bowing out in a silly, stupid way. Uh, let me tell you for a second about GMX, magnetic water conditioning. Now, um, it was very interesting the other day, uh, a talk show host that I very much respect was asked about magnetic water conditioning. And his comment was that there's no way in hell that magnets take uh, minerals out of the water. And therefore, he concluded, uh, this was a jip. It couldn't be true. Uh, well, he was halfway right, and uh, GMX is frequently explained incorrectly by uh, people who are trying to sell it. What GMX does is not to remove anything from the water. Obviously, magnetic arrays that are clamped on the outside of a pipe are not going to remove anything from anything. They don't do that. Uh, the minerals are simply affected by the magnetics, uh, and the properties in some ways, in some way changed so that the minerals no longer stick to anything. Pipes, glassware, cars, the white spots, um, pipes, uh, your uh, water heater, and on and on and on and on. All the damaging effects of uh, hard water, a ring around the toilet, that sort of thing. All of that goes away. Uh, but it does not go away because the minerals have been removed from the water, which is the traditional method of um, of um, trying to condition water using chemicals and machines and that sort of thing. Uh, so uh, he was wrong. It works, and it works in a way that he has yet to grasp. Uh, so there you are. It, and and, and uh, moreover, we will guarantee it works a 90-day money-back guarantee. Use it for 90 days. If you do not discern in that time that it does precisely what I say it does, you get your money back. The number to call is 1-800-406-0469. That's 1-800-406-0469. GMX, and that is how it works. Uh, that actually in itself is a good topic. Guardian angels, angels of uh, any sort, do you believe in them? A man from Anniston, Alabama, recently injured himself badly after he attempted to replace a tube-like fuse in his Chevy pickup. Unfortunately, with a 22 caliber rifle bullet, which he used because it fit perfectly. Now, it is true, if you've looked in a modern car fuse box, you will see they have those short little fuses. 
And uh, indeed, a 22 caliber rifle bullet would work. You could put it in there. Uh, unfortunately, when electricity heated the bullet, it went off, shooting him in the knee. And, of course, a knee injury, uh, being shot in the knee, is one of the uh, very areas that you would not want to be shot, uh, of all the areas where you might be shot. Being shot in the knee is probably the most painful, uh, terrible place to be shot. I think I'll put him over here in the candidate with the, uh, in the candidate pile with the bungee cord stuff. All right. Um, it's going to be open lines. I may be tempted tonight into opening by popular demand what I have dubbed the time line. <laughs> if there are time travelers, if time travel is possible. Then must, one must imagine whether it was invented some time ago secretly and is being used, or time travel is to be invented in our future, that there may well be here uh, time travelers. Here and now. And indeed, the last time, uh, or I guess it was really the first time that I opened the timeline, we had many time travelers. In fact, the line rang constantly. So it leads me to believe that there is a chance there may be time travelers out there. And so maybe toward the top of the next hour, if the mood strikes, we will open the timeline. And we will see if there are some time travelers. Now, time travelers, of course, are intriguing because they can more or less tell us if they're willing um, without creating some sort of paradox, what is going to happen? And we had several during the last broadcast that did so and accurately predicted newspaper headlines and things like that. It was enough to give you the heebie-jeebies. Uh, but it was fun. And um, so I may do it again. In the meantime, open lines. Anything you wish to talk about is fair game. East of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hello. Hello there. Hello. Hi, turn your radio off, please. That's always number one. Get that sucker off right away. All right. Where are you, where are you calling from? Hello. Going once. Going twice. Go on. West of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hi. Hi. Um, I was wondering if you ever had anybody on uh, the show talk about elves. Elves? Turn off your radio, please. Yes, I did. Thank you. Elves. You've never had anyone? No, we've we've talked about dwarf tossing, but not elves. Elves, I'm elves are actual elves. I understand. Mm -hmm. uh, the uh, paranormal type elf, right? Oh, well, I don't know, little green suited elf. <laughs> well, That's the kind I'm talking about. No, but I mean, here you are. So, what do you know about elves? Well, I saw one when I was younger. How do you and know? I wondered if anyone else had. How do you know you saw an elf? Because I saw it with my own eyes. Describe. Describe it? Okay, he was about a foot tall. Oh, one foot tall, really? About that, yeah. Oh, that's very short. And he was very tiny. Yeah. Okay, well, I can understand now what you're talking about. I, I was going to suggest that you had mistakenly seen a dwarf, but not, no, at, I don't think not, so. not at one foot. All right, go ahead. One foot tall. Mm -hmm. and, and he had on the green suit that all little elves wear, little pointy shoes and, and all that. Even the pointy shoes? Mm-hmm. And 
What was he doing? He was looking into a glass of water when I saw him. In a house? Yes. Huh. Mm-hmm. Isn't there some old thing about catching an elf? If you can catch an elf, I believe... I, I can't quite remember, but it may be that you get wishes or you can make the elf do your bidding somehow or another. Did you try and grab him? Heavens and all, I was scared to death of him. It's probably like seeing a green mouse, huh? No, it didn't look like a mouse. I knew what it was. I, I was just afraid of it. And mm. my sister and I both saw it. Oh, really? Mm. Uh, that's very impressive. Now, did the elf have a face? Yes, it did. Human-like? Yeah, very human-like. Like, a, like an old man. Wrinkled. Like an old man. Mm -hmm. Where did this sighting occur? In Wisconsin. Wisconsin. And and what happened? Did it walk away? Did it? No, it ran away. When when we both we were in bed at the time, uh -huh. and we got up to go get our mother, of course, because we saw the elf. Of course. And neither one of us wanted to stay alone or go alone. So did it say anything? No, it didn't say anything. But it ran. We had rabbits at the time, and it ran behind a bag of rabbit pellets. And that's the last we saw of it. Holy mackerel! What a story! And you swear by all that's holy that. That's a true story? Yes, sir, I do. You really saw an elf? I really did. Well, the next time you see one, if you ever do, try and grab the little guy. <laughs> I'll do so, that. All right, all right. Thank you very much. Somebody can fill me in on that, I'm sure, but I believe there is benefit to catching an elf. As long as he doesn't bite you. From the high desert, this is CBC. at 1-800-618-8255. 1-800-618-8255. East of the Rockies at 1-800-825-5033. 1-800-825-5033. This is the CBC Radio Network. That's what it is. Well, it shows you what I know. It was not elves that you are supposed to grab if you can. Those are leprechauns. My wife said those are leprechauns. And they, of course, then may lead you to a pot of gold or goodies or whatever. Elves, she advises me, are not to be trifled with. They're nasty little things, and they probably bite. And an elf bite, like a human bite... Ask, uh, ask the guys who did the big fight the other day. Uh, can be very serious. Human bite is very serious indeed. We carry a lot of nasty things in our mouths. Did you know that? Extended talk, real uh, extended time, real talk is a product that um, has been sort of off the market for about six months and uh, unavailable, and is now finally available again. If you are tired of missing talk shows, 
This is, I assure you, the answer for you. It is, all at once, an AM-FM radio, and by the way, a doggone good one, too. They have improved the selectivity and the sensitivity in the radio itself. It has all the features one might hope for, timed recording, AC power, or it runs on batteries, 10 memory presets, a built-in microphone and headphone jack. Now, uh, it also has one incredible feature, and that is a one-quarter speed tape deck. Now, what does that mean? Well, it means, you see, recording voice uh, does not require uh, the normal speed. Recording voice uh, can be done at a much slower speed and still render something totally listenable. And that's what this does. Instead of a 90-minute cassette, one side of which you would normally yield 45 minutes record time from, instead you get three hours record time. So in other words, you can set the timer... It comes on, records for three hours, and then automatically goes off. Pretty cool, huh? You know, for recording talk shows in the middle of the night, or if you're a night person in the middle of the day. And when you buy it, you get a free 110-minute, even longer, high-quality tape. I wonder how long that gives you, 110 minutes. Probably gives you moving on toward four hours on one side. The price delivered to your door is $149.95. That's real talk, and anybody who is into talk radio sure ought to own one of these. Actually, I've been using the one I have on a daily basis now for about a year and a half, at least. Same tape, too, I might add. Just do it over and over and over and over again. The number to call is 1-800-522-8863. one 800 See Crane Company now. Cookies, you're on the air. Hi. Hi, Ark. Yes. Uh, welcome to the program. Uh, uh, turn your radio off, please, okay, sir. Okay, I got it off. I never thought I'd get through. Uh, uh, anyway, go ahead. Okay. Uh, I've been listening for a while on, on here. Y'all talking about the Roswell, the Roswell stuff, you know? Yes. And uh, I'm only 20 years old. I'm in college and stuff, but. Um, uh, I sent in to, like, the government, like, on the Freedom of Information Act. You did? Yeah, I sent in uh, just about every uh, government agency there was, you know, NSA, CIA, FBI. And what'd you get back? Well, I got I got a lot of a lot of documents. They sent a whole lot back, and uh, a lot of it wasn't the, they wouldn't, they said they didn't have anything on Roswell or anything. But uh I did get a few that were pretty pretty interesting. Well now I don't understand that. I mean uh they had enough on Roswell to write a book. I know, but uh Roswell case closed. <clears throat> How come they yeah. didn't send you that stuff? Time compression. <laughs> yep. Uh so I mean well, why didn't you get some of that stuff? I don't know. I got one though that was uh interesting and nobody ever said anything about it, it was uh it was from uh, Wright Patterson Air Force Base, and it said that uh, it said something that, like, uh, I mean, it was from a stack of file. I mean, like uh, documents they got. They said it didn't have anything to do with Roswell, but right there, plain as day, in the in the document, it was talking about Roswell, and it said that uh, 
it was my, in the opinion of the army that uh, that a vehicle like a like a flying saucer did exist. What it says right there in plain as day in the in the document. Send me a copy. You want one? <laughs> yes, I do. My computer's down. I'd like to. I could fax one. I have it on a disc, but my computer is uh, uh, on the on the blink right now. Mm. They do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here on Earth and Mars. All right. Well, when you find a way, uh, send it to me, and uh, you can mail it, or you can send it as an attachment in e email. However, you're able to get it to me. Seems to me as though I have heard a reference to what he is referring to, that there is some document out there that said, in the opinion of somebody or another, there are flying disks. And that may have been a document from Wright Pat, I'm not sure, but I've never, I've just heard about it, you know, I haven't seen it. Art, regarding the bungee jumper, has anybody considered that he was trying to commit suicide and make it look like an accident? John in St. Paul. That's a good point. That's a good point. I wonder if he had a big insurance policy. And if so, would it pay off? Yes, because they would regard this as an accident. They would not imagine he was trying to kill himself, dumb as it may have been. And so it might pay off. Now, of course, uh, if he has no insurance, it would rule that motive out. First time caller line, you're on the air. Hi. Hey, how you doing, Art? My name's Jim and calling from San Bernardino. Yes, Jim. Hey, your bumper music at the beginning, was that UB40? Yes. Wonderful. Love that song. Yeah, me too. Great pick. Hey, um, Art, I was recently back in Austin, Texas at my, uh, my brother's house and there's a, um, there's a, there's a, I guess a buzz around town back there that there's some sort of new type of animal resembling the chupacabra it's like a cousin of the chupacabra have you have you by chance had anybody else call in about this um particular um no thing? no you're the first now, um first it's elves now cousin of chupacabra well uh, this one here they they've dubbed it the uh, see if i can pronounce this right uh, chupalavedga which means Cousin of the Chupacabra? I, I guess so. Chupalavetka. Anyway, it's supposed to eat snakes or something like that. I, I don't understand. It's some sort of like... Well, already I'm warming up to it. I like that a lot better. Yeah. I mean, I don't... The Chupacabra has been known to take bites out of... Uh, well, and more than bites, frankly, out of um, a sheep and uh, even human beings. And that was beginning to worry me. Something that goes after snakes? Yeah. I can... I can imagine a certain affinity for that thing. It's like a spitting snake. I don't think they have spitting snakes out there at Chupala Verga. I don't understand. snakes? They don't have any type of snakes that spit out there, do they, like like they do back in in um, India? I have no idea. I didn't know that snakes spit. Well, I guess some snakes do, but um, I hope I'm pronouncing it right, a Chupa. It seems to be that's the right Chupala Verga art, so somebody, I don't know. somebody will somebody help us call out. in about it. Um, it's been seen, photographed? Uh, Apparently it's been seen um, chomping on some 
bit of snakes of some sort. I, I'm, I wish I had more. Maybe I'll fax something to you when I, I think my brother may, may even have a picture of his, um, of his, um, boss had taken a picture of one. I would very much enjoy that. Okay, thank you. All right, you. uh, I'll look forward to it. A relative of the chupacabra that eats spitten snakes. I did not know that snakes spit, uh, nor am I aware of their, of any natural predator for them. Uh, until now, I guess. Wildcard Line, you're on the air. Hi. Hi. Hello. Right. Glad to get a hold of you here. Welcome, sir. Uh, this is Bernie over in Kennewick, Washington. Yes. Nice and dry and warm. Say, uh, that big, um, UFO in Georgia last night, I never heard nothing more about it. We tuned CNN. Well, then you had you you weren't listening because well, uh, I fell asleep. <laughs> oh, I see. Uh, yes, I came back on that. Apparently, was a false report. Oh no! Uh, because I oh yes, because I called the police station there, uh, and they had no reports. Now that doesn't mean that whoever sent facts didn't see it, but the police uh, station there had no reports, no massive number of reports. Oh rats. Well, <laughs> I guess I shouldn't be discouraged. It's less things to worry about. That's right. One one less uh, thing to worry about. Exactly hey, I'd right. like to see you take on the oil companies one of these days. Well, what would you see me do with the oil companies? I mean, well, I'm already in trouble with enough people. <laughs> Why the oil companies? Well, well, what do you want me to do to them? Well, because uh, of all the fuel-saving gadgets that are out there that they keep on trying to not allow. Uh, do you know that um, under uh, Shell Oil, they have uh, more miles of shelves with carburetors and stuff on them than um, the Vatican has uh, secret files <laughs> un under the Vatican? Okay. All lined up, shiny little carburetors. <laughs> but what do they do with them? Um, absolutely nothing. They're on the shelf, and uh, the bodies of the people who produce them are in yet another room in suspension. I see. Well, um... So how was that? I mean, I did the best I could there. Well, okay. Well, I, I worry about you, uh, you know, the possibility that you might be assassinated or something one of these days, so... By an oil company? Uh, no, by who knows what that doesn't like what you're, uh, broadcasting these days. These things are always possible. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, life goes on one day at a time. I suspect you've had some, uh, rather serious threats. Oh, you should uh, see my FBI file. It's real yeah. thick. Yeah. Maybe someday you'll share some of those with us. Um, they're not that interesting. Usually, um, threats are written by very ignorant people who don't spell very well. Yeah. Anyway, I've got to run. Okay. Thank you very much for the call. Um, I've always thought about that. Anybody in the public light does. And, of course, yesterday was a pretty good example of somebody who appeared to be uh, shot for no discernible reason uh, by apparently a serial killer. Well, you know, life goes on. Uh, life goes on. And no matter what you say and how you say it, uh, I have found that somebody out there violently disagrees with you. Uh, first time caller line, you're on the air. Hi. Good evening, Lord. Good evening. Where are you? Lake Zurich, Illinois. Okay, you're going to have to speak up good and loud for and us. And I got hooked on you uh, when you had a replay of the Sean David Morton uh, five-hour show. Oh, yes. And since then, I've been trying to catch up on all the Egyptology and a lot of Richard's uh, ideas. I noticed a lot of the shows in the AudioNet archives from last fall are not there. 
Well, what happened was um, AudioNet had a disk drive crash that contained like a whole month's worth of uh, uh, shows, uh -huh. and these things do occur. Uh, so, yes, they're missing. Is it possible that you can maybe uh, take some of the most important of those shows? Uh, apparently, Richard had a thing about the Apollo emblem and oh, yes. the show on the pyramids. Oh, yes. Do those when you're away on your trips and replay those to get those back in the archives, those of us? want to catch up can do so i would imagine such thing might be possible okay i would appreciate that because uh i'll be going to egypt and the way things are going with egypt i may not be coming back <laughs> so well, you may get that... to hear nothing but archive shows we hope that doesn't happen <laughs> but, uh, now... I, I understand on good authority that my name along with several others uh is being bandied about uh uh in egypt right now in uh not the best of terms. Has there been any uh, hub, any reports on any of the people that uh, Larry and Richard re uh, reported on getting in any kind of trouble yet, or getting any scrutiny uh, applied on them? By... Yes, but nothing that I can peg down enough to report on to you right now with certainty. So I would rather not say what I don't know for sure. Well, I would love. Uh, obviously, I think a lot of us would have loved to have heard the whole in Phoenix last night. Is there any possibility that something like that could be taped and rebroadcast? Because uh, I felt like, you know, like uh, the Masonic, I think the Masonic thing should be like an entire show because that's an area that I know very little about and seems to be like that maybe is the crux of everything that's going on here. Well, you know I can't talk about the Masons. Why is that? I don't know that. You didn't know I was a 99th degree Mason? No, I didn't. Like I said, I only, I've only i only been here three months since uh, that's Sean David Morton. Okay, well, uh, maybe something like that could be arranged. Who knows? I, I, I appreciate your call, sir. Thank you. Uh, it's water under the bridge. Shows under the bridge. Shows already done. Masons. Actually, they're a pretty good group, I've heard. East of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hi. Hi, Art. It's Michelle. Hello I'm there, uh, Michelle. Calling, calling from Orlando. Glad to have gotten through to you. Orlando, Florida. Yeah, listening to you on WWNZ. How's the weather there? Is it uh, <clears throat> really hot? Well, we had some rain today. Um, it, it has been pretty hot, yeah. And then we get some really severe storms. Uh, by the end of the afternoon. It's actually quite uh, a common thing here. Um, it was interesting uh, for a while. It, it, I think they finally got their act together, but uh, WNZ for a while was having a hard time adjusting to the uh, hourly change to your program, but I called them and, and told them about it because I don't think it was something they were aware of, but well, some stations, for example, have automation, and that right. has to get all adjusted properly to the proper brakes, but it eventually gets done. Um, yeah, and uh, I, I mean, it's great to hear at least four out of the five hours of your program, and you've been having some really good um, programs lately, especially with the uh, uh, Roswell programs. I was able to tape all of those. It's great now because I can tape all your programs. I'm going to have quite a bit of open lines this week, but coming up Friday night, Saturday, Daniel Brinkley is going to be here. You're not going to want to miss that. Wow. 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's been uh, great, and I just wanted to let you know that I'm still out here and I'm still listening and and uh, uh, you know that kind of thing. So um, okay, I hope you have a good uh, trip uh, to Egypt. If I don't talk to you before then, oh, and, uh, I bet you will. That won't be till October. Yeah, and uh, you're going to Alaska before then. Yes, August twenty. Uh, yeah, I'll be, Sixth, I I'll be going on a, a trip to Virginia this coming weekend, so uh, <laughs> we're all taking vacations. Well, it's that time of year. All yes, right. Right. Thank, thank you very much. Uh, from Orlando, Florida. Uh, by the way, if you would like to come along on the Egyptian trip, I think that there is an opening or two. Now, don't hold me to that because I'm really not sure. Uh, but you're certainly welcome. To, boy, you know, I can never remember the number that I'm supposed to give out. And uh, isn't that just great? I've got a whole file full of stuff here, and whenever I want this number, I can't remember it. If you would like to come on the Egyptian trip, you could probably come along. But not until I give you the number, so I'll sort of try to look for the number during a break. Little bummer. West of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hi. Good evening, Mr. Bell. This is Robert in the San Joaquin Valley in California. Yes, Rob. I love your show. Thank you. I can't get enough of your show. Uh, I got a few things. I'd like to end up on time travel, but I'd like to mention uh, something about this lady that called earlier about uh, the little elf. Oh, yes. Remember P.T. Barnum's uh, little time Tom Thumb? Yes, Thumb? of course. Yeah. Wasn't he under two foot? Um, he might have been. It was really short. Yeah, it might have been. But I think uh, something that's one foot in height and uh, has little pointy toes and is wearing something green is probably an elf. Sounds like it. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> also, um, did you hear about the talking cat? No. Yeah, I saw him on TV and at an animal shelter in... Uh, Midland, Texas. Surely you just. I'm serious. And what could this cat say? The cat said hello. No. Yeah, it was on one of the TV programs. You call the the, the shelter down there in Midland, Texas, and they'll tell you about him. A little black and white cat. I can't see how. Now could get to hello. It said it. We heard it. It was on. It was on TV a, a little over a week ago. Was it clear? Very clear. I mean, it just flabbergasted everyone, myself included. Well, I'm afraid I would have to hear that to believe it. Right. Uh, my, uh, about the time travel? Do you think I should be opening the timeline? Well, you remember the fellow that called the other night and he said he came back from somewhere around 2050? Yes. And he said there had been a change and that uh, he, he's in San Francisco and that they did not per permit... Uh, they had some kind of a super race at that point, and yes, yeah, uh, he sounded credible. I mean, he, he seemed to believe what he was saying. There were genetically uh, elite and genetically uh, poor people, and that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I mean, look what we're doing with genetics exactly. right now. Exactly. I think opening the lines would be great. Yeah, <laughs> it's a, a little. Night. It's actually a little eerie. It is. All right. Thank you very much uh, for the call. Take care. All right. I'm going to do it. That's all I needed was a tiny bit of prodding. I now officially open the timeline. <laughs> timeline. Do you like that name? 
This is for people who claim to have traveled in time, not in their minds, but actually physically in a machine with little levers and buttons and things, you know, kind of like uh, from Orson Welles. In other words, time travelers who are here from another time. Maybe even another place, I don't know, but certainly another time. Time travelers who, without... Uh, laying a paradox on us that might cause us all to wink out the minute it is broadcast, like that, who will tell us what's coming. That's what we're looking for. So, don't call unless you are a time traveler. My timeline is 702 727-1222. 702-727-1222. 